Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adiwumi, and we are talking about the Rapture Faith series. Rapture Faith series. And you see my book, Rapture Faith, on Amazon, and it's a thick volume. I'm going to go through this, but more or less preaching or teaching it from, from the Bible. And what you will see in this, in this book are about how many chapters? About uh, 10 chapters of Rapture Faith. 12 chapters, 12 chapters, and in the first chapter we talk about the Holy Ghost fire and what does it mean as far as going away. You remember Elijah the prophet went away in the rapture by the fire of uh, chariots of fire. So we talk about that in chapter 1. Mostly these are sermons that have been preached and they are all on my website, gospeldistribution.org. But the Lord wanted me to compile all of those sermons that have to do with rapture faith into a book. So we have done that and it's available on on the uh, Amazon.com. Chapter 2 talks about being spiritual and the conditioning the Lord has been doing in the body of Christ. Chapter 3, we talk about the sea, the silent sea. God has been doing this silent sea for a believer for a, for a while. And then talking about walking in the spirit. In chapter 4, we talk about being led by the spirit. These are things we are attributes that we believers that are going to rapture most of. We'll be able to hear from the Lord and be led by the spirit. Remember Elijah the prophet before he went away? The Bible said he was hearing from God say, go to Jordan or go to this place. These are conditioning steps that the Lord has already done for him. He just let, made us know the last part of it so that we can know that we also must be like that. We'll be hearing from the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now in uh, chapter 5, talk about guarding our mind. Our mind, which is the faculty of the soul, is where the last battle will be. Because they will try to bombard the mind of sin so that they are not concentrating on the Lord. And that's why we have more people to bring our mind really back to the Lord, concentrating on the things above, not on things on the earth. And we talk about that in chapter 5, the mind of Christ that we must have. And then some other mystery. Chapter 6, we talk about uh, humility. You cannot be that. That is very essential because we are going to go with the Lord. The Bible says, God said, I am the, I am the high and lofty God that inhabited eternity. The dwelling with the lowly and contrite hearts. So for us to go with him, we must be lowly. That's why Christ showed us that example. That he, he in the form of, a, of God, does not, does not think it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of low reputation in Philippians chapter, chapter 2 or chapter 3. So we must be like Christ to be able to go in rapture. That's humility. There's a spiritual power in that. And how to overcome pride. It's also described in chapter 6. Because we must... Humble ourselves under the mighty arms of God. Chapter 7 talk about the translation itself, giving examples of Enoch and Elijah the prophet and some other things. Chapter 8 talks about the heavens. Because when we get out of here, we are going to the universes. And in the universes, God has some things. There's the time. On this planet, we are how do we keep time? We use the dial on our wristwatch and we follow the circle of the earth. That is, the earth is going around about the sun so many circles in a year, and the earth is rotating so many times 
in 24 hours a day. That's how we know the other time. It's supposed to be another planet that does not rotate the same 24 hours. And that is the timing that begins to make it. God is going to teach us some of those things when it comes to the heavens. In chapter 9, we talk about some other attributes we believers must have to be able to go in the rapture. To have a self-control. That's what we have to talk about self-control. The temperate temper. You must control your emotions and so on. So for chapter 10, we talk about the, the weapons of our warfare, which is overcoming the devils. We have a battle key. God has given us a battle key, the word of God, the name of Jesus Christ. Authority that he has given to us. That's part of what we are going to use to subdue all those devils that we try to come against us. The name of Jesus is a, sword, is, a, is a weapon. The word of God is the sword of the Spirit. We'll talk more about that in chapter 10. Chapter 11, we'll now talk about the appearing and disappearing that some of the prophets were noted for. When you say appear and disappear, we say they are going from visible, we are physical, we are visible people, and we are physical. And the science will tell you that we are material. That's why when you jump up, gravity pulls you down. If we can change from material like this to light, my electromagnetic wave, then we can get out of this planet. And that is going from visible to invisible, from particle to waves. And we talk about that more like some scientific uh, explanation and how the Lord is also building us, building in us by the power of the Holy Ghost. How we are our atoms, our atoms that make these molecules in our body is what God can trigger that can make us change from particle, which is physical flesh, to waves where we have become electrical by electromagnetic. That's like the logic test appear in the form of ball of light. And that's electric light, that's electric electromagnetic waves. And that is what God is building in us through the power of the Holy Ghost. And we talk about that chapter 11. Chapter 12, now we talk about the end time science and experience of other believers. And I believe I said that you should get this book. I've just more or less written this book to you. We get it so that you can get most of those things. Um, I will go through this chapter by chapter, but not, not going, not reading it. I'm only going to be talking about some topics in that chapter in this uh, series where the Lord will be helping us to get more insight. Then the Lord will reveal some more things to us as we go through this rapturing faith series. And when you talk about the rapture, I, in the introduction here, I said, when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, that was when the Lord Jesus Christ was going to go away, the Lord was taken away. He was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Acts of the Apostles chapter 1 verse 9. Now that is the ultimatum. That is the final thing we are all expecting. That we are going to go away to and meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. And that means the gravity will fade under our feet as the Lord will pull us up. And that is an example of how, how this was introduced. That this is what the Lord Jesus Christ did. And is building us up. Believers. He's building we believers up to that level where we can also be pulled up. By the angel of God, and there are some pointers in this book that God showed on how we, our mindset is very important. And there he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though you are there, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. That is the faith that's overcoming death. And we must have some of that faith also to be able to, because when we live here in the rapture, there is no more death for believers. So you better believe that we are going to have the faith to overcome death, that we know Christ has already abolished death. He has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Our faith must believe in this. Because it's going to change us from the time we are raptured into immortality. That's when death is swallowed up in victory. And uh, that was the introduction of this Rapturing Faith series book. And I just pray that the Lord will give you insight. And if you can, let's say you don't have 
the book, you can go to my website, gospeldistribution.org, and search under Rapturing Faith. I think there's a, a page that's called Rapturing Faith series, and in that page, you see some of these sermons. All the sermons you see in this book are not in that page, but each, each subtype, sub, yes, each subtype, part one, part two, part three, about part seven to part twelve, they have one more sermons in those. But in this book, we added some more sermons that are also related. Some of them are preached in some congregations. And when we transcribe them, we added them to this because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. We added them to the Rapturing Faith series in the, on the website, which is now compiled into a book form. And let me just talk a little bit on, on this for this first section that we are talking about rapture. When we talk about the rapture, what do we see? We see an example in the scriptures, and that example is what we are going to capitalize on in this brief 30 minutes or 25 minutes sermon. Here is an example in the story of Elijah the prophet. Let's go and read it in 2 Kings chapter 2. Because God has done this before, and what he is planning to do in this end time, which Apostle Paul mentioned, is not just for one prophet like Elijah or one man like Enoch, whom we had, it was reported that Enoch was taken away without seeing death. And, but in the, and the story of Elijah was a little bit more giving us how it happened. That of Enoch. Only you go read the book of Enoch, you might be able to see whether you can get some of the things that Enoch has built up. is moving, walking with the Lord to the point that he was able to be taken away. But now you talk about Elijah the prophet. We know he was the prophet. We know he has commanded fire to come down upon sacrifice. He has commanded fire to come and burn some soldiers that were trying to attack him. And Angel Logo was with him to make it happen. Now, when he was about to be taken away, that's really what we want to talk about, to see what state of mind Elijah was before he was taken away. And we see that in 2 Kings chapter 2. Before I go to that 2 Kings chapter 2, you will see in chapter 1 that this is where Elijah confronted the army, some soldiers that were sent to arrest him. And he was no more afraid, he was ready to call fire from everyone. This Holy Ghost fire that came down and burned those soldiers chose the ram that Elijah was walking in, the realm of God that he is ready to call for. I mean, he's right now constant with the fire of God because our God is a consuming fire. Now, the fire of God came down in the, in the days of Moses and Moses saw a bush that was burning and yet not consumed, which means it's an electromagnetic what kind of a fire. It's a, a spiritual fire that didn't consume the leaves. It can consume the leaves, it can consume the, but God can make it at a frequency that it does not consume the leaves. That's what we're talking about. And that is the state of what God wanted to pre prepare us for, whereby we shall glow. When we glow in the form of light, like an electromagnetic light, if you are in the color of visible eyes, we see tell you, our eyes can only see red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Those are the frequencies of electromagnetic waves. And when the frequency is that, it shows to us like red light, blue light, and so on and so forth. Those are the colors we can see. Now, when you go into infrared, you cannot see it with your eyes. Going to the ultraviolet, you cannot see it with your eyes. And then you go to X-rays. They are all electromagnetic waves of different frequencies or different wavelengths. Now, 
God can manifest in all of those waves and wavelengths and and you look like fire, like electric, electric infrared, infrared is infrared is like a fire. If it's like light bulbs, you see a light here, you will not know you just see a white light also. If it's red light, you just see red light, but that red light is not be consuming all these things. Also, God can make all those things happen as he likes. So he has put in our spirit because God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he in the Bible says. So because God was clothed with light, he actually created Adam, the first man, and we believe he clothed Adam with a form of light. But it's a living thing. And God warned him, if you disobey, if you do what I told you don't to do, that light, that was the day he died. The day the light was quenched, that was the day he died. And that light was as well to cover him, protect him from the elements, from anything that can hurt his body. If the light was quenched, like I always say in some of sermons, it's like an electric bulb. Close, you turn on the electric bulb and the light and the bulb become like naked. I heard him say he was naked. Also, the light was covering him, was gone. And so then if insects pass by, you could feel the touch of insects upon his body. And that is the nakedness he has been now trying to cover himself with um, fig leaves. And now God planned to restore us and that was what the Messiah come to destroy the works of the devil and bring us back to that life, to that light, to that immortality. But it is we individually believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and following him. And we are saved from our sins first. He dealt with sin. Then he's dealing with sickness and disease and death by giving authority over them. And then in the end, dealing, dealing with uh, physical death, which will be the final. And he said, the last element that shall be destroyed is the, let's go back to the story of Elijah the prophet. And what we are saying here about Elijah is that before he left, before he went away in the rapture, here is what he was conversant with. Before Elijah went away in the rapture, he was conversant with something that was said to be fire of God. That was Second Kings chapter one, when he called fire to consume those soldiers. Now, in chapter two, when he was about to go, let's see what the Bible tells us. His mind says what we are going to see. And it came to pass, verse one, when the Lord will take up Elijah into heaven by a wild wind. Now he said into heaven. Now that's how it was reported into heaven. But you remember, thousands of years later, or hundreds of years later, the Lord Jesus came. And said, No man has ascended to heaven, but he that descended, even the Son of Man which is in the which means where Elijah went, it's not the heaven where God's throne is, where the Lord said he came down from. So that means when they talk about heaven in the Bible in those days, they are talking about the firmament, anything above us into the air is is heaven. In their generation, if they see an airplane coming down, an aeroplane. In our generation, we know that airplane is made by man also. But in that generation, if they see something like that coming down upon the earth, they will say something is coming down from heaven, that is from the sky. So heaven then in that in those in that context actually is the sky. Now which which we can now look at it from our own scientific knowledge and the generation that we are in, that the heaven that Elijah went to could be way into another planet or way into another galaxy, wherever God took him physically to. But where God is is higher and deeper than that, this invisible world. So that is why we can say, the Lord was talking about another, the heaven which is where God is, when he said, no man has ascended to heaven, but he that descended from heaven. Even the Son of Man, talking about himself, which is in heaven. And I preach about that in many other places. You see that in the Gospel of John chapter 3, when he was talking to Nicodemus. 
Continue with the story of Second Kings chapter one, where Elijah was said to be taken by a wild wind into heaven. But he said, and it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a wild wind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Sorry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Now remember, Elisha was good to was the the next prophet after Elijah, I was formerly just serving him, just following him. But he was not hearing the instruction that God was giving to Elijah. He was just following just he knew, he knew something was going to happen. So he was already hearing from God. But not not the way Elijah was saying God can talk to Mr. X, he can talk to Mr. Y. And what he's telling Mr. X is for Mr. X. What he's telling Mr. Y is for Mr. Y. So God can be talking to me. And telling me what to do where you can be next to me you are not hearing it and god can then talk to you and tell you what you are to do and i don't need to hear it so that's why elijah may not even hear what elisha elisha may not even hear what elijah was hearing but elijah said sorry here god has sent me to better elisha knew something he said no i'm not going to leave leave you alone i'm going to go with you wherever you go so that was what elisha said in verse 2 and Elijah said to him, As the Lord live it, and as thy soul live it, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Why would he say we will not leave him? Because he wanted to be there. He knew that something is about to happen to Elijah. And he wanted to be there because he knew that it is only when he, maybe God has told him, If you stay close to him, then you will get the anointing that he has. And that was what Elijah was with, looking for. He wanted that anointing that Elijah has, or more, even double of that, so that he could be easily doing whatever he needed to do. Now let's go back again in verse 3. You see, they went to Bethel. And verse 3 says, And the sons of the prophets that were in Bethel, so there are other sons of the prophets, like let's call church goers, the church members that he was visiting. They were also prophets of the lower caliber. They also have heard something. They have seen some vision. And they say, Something's going to happen with Elijah the prophet. And here comes Elijah. So they say, Oh, gee, that's a confirmation that something's going to happen to him today because we saw in the vision. And they have been telling one another. So they call Elisha aside and say, we have something about Elijah is going to happen. Something is going to happen to your master, Elijah, today. And Elijah said, I know it. Just keep quiet. Verse 3 went for that. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? Whatever they saw, that before they told Elisha that, they must have thought Elijah is going to die. That's what they thought. Taking it away from your head, me, it's no more going to be your master. If he's dead, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be on your own also. So that is what they are trying to infer that we had, we had a vision, we had a dream. Your master, Elijah, will be taken away from you. You're not going to go to be under him because he's going to be taken away from you. Which in their own sense means that the Elijah was going to die is what they thought. Elisha said, I knew it, but just keep quiet. He said, yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Verse 4. And Elijah said unto him again, to Elisha, Elisha, study here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. Now, why are we reading this? To point out the mindset of Elijah, the prophet who went away in the, rapture, in the translation, that God has groomed him, groomed him to this point that he could hear from him. That's what I'm pointing out here. And we believers at the same time that are waiting for the rapture must be groomed by the Lord. 
to that point that we are hearing instruction from the father, guiding us step by step what we need to do as the days get closer and closer. As the days get closer and closer. There's a prophecy from another prophet in a generation that is passed around that said, by the time the rapture is about to take place, the cloud of God's presence will descend and rest upon these elect members, elected members of the, of the body of Christ that are going away in the rapture. And from the cloud, instruction will be coming to those elect members because they have been groomed to hear the Spirit and to follow. And only those who are under that cloud will go in the rapture. Those who are not under that cloud of, ele of the elect members will not go in the rapture. That was a prophecy. Well, whether it is exactly like so, you are now to judge. But that is what we see in Elijah the prophet, which means God was leading him step by step. Elisha was next to him, but not being led that way because it was not his time. So Elijah was telling Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to this way and then to the next place. And Elisha continued to follow. Now let's go on to verse 5 because now they are in Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? Which they also has seen visions. God worked with prophets. And he's also, whether you are a small prophet or a big prophet, God is going to talk to you at your own level. And God is talking to us right now. We just want to go higher. And you that listen to me, if you are a believer, you want to go higher and higher so they can hear from the Lord more and more. Elisha in chapter verse 5 says, Yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him again, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. That's verse 6. And the, he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. Now, now they are going to Jordan, that's the river. But the prophets that were in Jericho, they knew that something was about to happen, so they wanted to wash it. So they followed at a the distance, so they could see them at the distance they are following. Let's see what's going to happen. Because they knew that something is about to happen, so this Elijah the prophet, they didn't know what was going to happen. They thought he was going to die and they would need to bury him. Also. So they, and verse 7 says, And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. So the two of them, Elijah and Elisha, they got to River Jordan and just stood at the bank waiting for the next instruction from the Lord. That's really what it is. As men as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That is really what we are learning from this exhortation today. As many as are led, by the Spirit of God, yeah, the sons of God. Now, remember, Elijah got to the river Jordan and just stood there waiting for the next instruction. We must have patience with God. That's another thing I want to point out in this uh, testimony, this exhortation. Patience. Because God is not somebody you can hurry up, hurry up. He told Elijah, Moses, remember, he told Moses, told Moses to come to the mountain, come and receive the Ten Commandments. Moses went to the mountain and God made him wait there for 40 days and 40 nights. Not only to purge himself, but during that I was hearing something, but not, not done yet. So he was writing so many things down, some all some statues, some statues, some all some information. So he was hearing something, but see, he, the Lord was saying, just wait here. And he waited for 40 days and 40 nights. Which means God was not in a hurry. The, the people downstairs that were waiting for Moses, they were in a hurry. Why was he gone for 40 days? You see, this is a deeper revelation that God wants us to have patience. 
That's part of the attributes, fruit of the Holy Ghost. Fruit of the Spirit in us is to have patience. So God will say, go over there and he go to the river Jordan, that's Elijah the prophet, and he just waited and waited for the next instruction. You can't get there and say, well, I'll be here for five minutes, I've not had anything, I'm going home. No, he just waited. If God waited for one hour, he has to wait for one hour. Until he had the next instruction. We must, we must emulate that, we must practice that, we must be like that, as what I point out, to be able to walk with the Lord. You must have that type of attribute of patience. Very important. I'm just pointing this out. I'm going to continue this in the next broker because this is deep. And I will continue this in the next broker. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In, in other words, we can say, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the Word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.